I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we're already Hey, man. Hello. How are you? Honestly, I'm doing great. <laughs> it couldn't be better. So, right <laughs> there's a, there was a moment where I thought we might pivot today so I could let you exercise the demon that is Halloween ends. But I feel like that would be like a six hour podcast. I don't. I haven't listened to the the episode. Oh, you haven't? Okay, okay. Which I think you put out last night. I did go up yesterday. Yes. So that's, you know, I think I can be slightly <laughs> forgiven. You've um, seen the movie though, right? I did see the movie. Oh, good, 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 good. We've had some side <laughs> chats about it. I've said as much as I feel comfortable saying with negative about a movie that somebody else enjoys. <laughs> because you eventually get to a point where it feels very much like you're being, you don't understand, you're stupid for like <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. And that's never where I, I want to go. Or that you're trying to convince someone it, it is bad. Sure, uh, right, right, right. You start thinking, man, why can't I let this person like that? <laughs> well, no, no, but you, you have to hate it like me. I did. I, okay. This is all we'll say about it. I did feel like our back. Why, why even say that? Because it, because I want, the, I want the people to know that. Well, because eventually we're going to go. Yeah, Pinhead was cool in this. Unlike in Halloween. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say that, yes, Matt and I definitely have differing opinions on that movie, but I feel like our back and forth was friendly like no you're an idiot no you're an idiot for liking that (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't contentious or anything like that but it was definitely two friends have very differing opinions on the movie i broke down my responses i thought very spreadsheety when when matt would be like what about this and i was like well then there's this and then i started writing their movie for them and matt said i should write the next one and i said okay that, and I, th- I think that's kind of where we ended up. <laughs> I think that is. And, and these are all good ideas, Joe. I wish they were actually <laughs> in the film. Correct. <laughs> uh, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about another rebooted franchise. One that is, I, I mean, like, prob- for me, it's absolutely a massive blind spot. I, I've seen one through three, but I couldn't tell you. One is the, we're talking about Hellraiser. One is the only one that I could probably like do not beat for beat, but I know like how it works or the the plot and everything. I couldn't even I couldn't tell you. Just like there's these guys. <laughs> well, there's a box, okay? Yes. And it gets opened and these guys show up. Yes. It's like a big like <laughs> triangle. Thank God. I, thank- I I could I could do you pretty good one through four. Okay. Have seen up to 
Well, and this is the problem. I have tried to do a series watch of Hellraiser numerous <laughs> times, and similar to what happened to me with Saw before we talked about a spiral from yeah. Saw. I would, you know, when you're just doing a, a watch through on your own, sometimes you have pretty big gaps between movies. So I'd watch up to Hellraiser Deader and Hellraiser Hellseeker, and then I'd step <laughs> away from it for a while and come back and go, I don't know where I left <laughs> off. What is this? But do, those, do those follow like a story or like you know, is there? Th- so those are. Once they go direct to video, which I be- I believe five is the first one that didn't have any theatrical release. Okay, they I, I am I I don't remember if I have actually read this, but I'm pretty sure they're all scripts for other movies that they've I've I've heard that as well. Yeah, the Cinebites, and they all kind of feel like Tales from the Crypt episodes. Like you usually they'll have or at least the two or three I saw for sure. We'll kind of have like a twist at the end that like, oh, it wasn't how you thought. It was actually this <laughs> with Adam Scott and Henry Cavill. Well, that's four. Now, I force <laughs> pretty good. And especially as far as the in space horror movies go. Sure. I, I think it's one of the it's not good. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> or someone goes, oh, Metzah is really good. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, like really good. It is. There, there's certainly a dip between four to, to five. Okay. But I liked five. I thought five was cool. And then they bring Kirsty back, I think, for six. Okay. But same deal. And I'll just I'll spoil that one for everyone and get kind of an idea of what they become at that point. Kirsty and her husband are on a drive, which could be anybody. It doesn't matter that it's Kirsty. She doesn't really have much of a didn't have to be her. I mean, they, wait, wait, so she's the she's the daughter in yes. one. one. Yeah, but she's uh, not really like the main character. Right. Or is she uh, her and Ju- Julia? I guess. OK, kind of like a duel, you know, you. You're, you're OK, her side and her Julia's side. But they crash the car. Kirsty dies. The husband then goes on and he is tormented by these Cenobites and everything. And they all, it's all crazy. Yeah. And then the end of that one is that you find out he actually died in the car accident. And Kirsty, oh. because he was being unfaithful, unfaithful or something, offered him up to the to the Cenobites prior to the movie even starting so that's sort of the twist of that one and that's sort of what they are then there's one that's mmorpg (laughs) i think in that one hellraiser is a series of movies it gets into the halloween the halloween three did and they make a they make a game of it (laughs) i guess halloween 3.1 not halloween yeah that's yeah it's so I will say I will. I, I kind of want to. I'll spoil the the one in space. I do like the idea that the Cenobites get trapped in like you think they're on the space station, but it turns out they have crafted a giant lament configuration to to trap the the Cenobites in space, which is a as far as horror space movies, a decent reason. Not bad. To be Not up bad. if you had to make a really big one. How else are you gonna do it? Yeah. But I think that I don't know. I there are definitely like diehard fans of this move of this series, and it does kind of feel like, to your point, is they didn't really know what to do with it anymore, mm-hmm. and they would just Scott Derrickson I think wrote one of these. So there's there's just this this is kind of like the it's like the forgotten child of this of of the eighties slashers because dimension i think who had the rights to this just and just send it straight to vhs is yeah. basically what they were doing i think there was a moment where halloween was going to go the same way i don't know if it was post i think it may have been like post halloween six where it was like on the cutting board to stop getting theatrical releases and just going straight to could you imagine could you imagine the amount of insanity if you think halloween ends as bonkers like just imagine where they're like hey man we're just going to put it on dvd anyway do whatever you want yeah and well and that's like the the thing with Hellraiser, right? Is you can kind of do, you can't sort of do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Th- I mean, I like 
Kirstie, I like that actress and everything, but it's, you don't really need to follow her around. And how many times can she run into these? <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> it is. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Halloween is the only franchise that never deviated from the Strode family. Right. It's yeah. the, I mean, it's Lori. It's the, it's the Strode family in some form or faction fashion in every single movie where Friday never really goes back to a previous final girl. You get the brother of a final girl in four. I think it's four. It is, oh, for some reason, I thought that wasn't even a character. Oh, I guess it is, though. Yeah, he's the he's the brother of one of the. I was thinking that was someone they just made up. The the sister. Wasn't oh, it? no, no. She Yeah, she was a character. Um, Heather Langenkamp comes back in one of. Well, I guess technically two of the nightmare movies but it's also killed off spoilers mm-hmm. but yeah in halloween they're like can we just keep making it strode relatives i guess once you make that that sister connection <laughs> sort of makes sense i guess i guess sure we'll go but, with that. but i would say i yeah i don't know what they would have done with, with halloween i mean you, you can do whatever you want that's the same have thing michael myers if they're going direct to video i guess is what i'm saying yeah like, yeah yeah Especially at that point, you got to have that mask on the cover. Yes. There's no way people would care. And so now, and, and then, but with, with Hellraiser, it is kind of, you can do whatever you want, which is almost maybe harder because there's no lanes. There's no constrictions on what the story can be. You just got to get these leather daddies in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the, this is very, like, I, the series is definitely like a very BDSM. Yeah, inspired which like, and I've seen this complaint about the new one, and I might agree, not horny enough. There's definitely some horniness. Actually, I think the there's more humor in this Mm -hmm. than I kind of anticipated, which I which is fine. Like I think humor and horror are are, you know you got peanut butter my chocolate, you got chocolate my peanut butter. But I do agree that there's I think there's only like two. Well, there's the big orgy like sex party in the very beginning. And then our main character, you know, hooking up. And they don't really leave a lot to the imagination when we see them no, hooking up. That's true. But there is a level of like horniness and to the original ones that I do think is missing a little bit. It, I I felt like in the in the original, you're the 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 idea was that you're experiencing equal amounts of pleasure and pain at the same time. Yes. And in this one, the Cenobites just had a different understanding of what pleasure was. Yes. Like, they just thought, oh, getting sliced up. Hell yeah, baby. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, right, right. But I do, I mean, look, could have used a little more horny. But I do think they they did still make the Cenobites not evil, which is important. Because like in Hellraiser 3... Hell on Earth. Oh, it's all it's about Pinhead wanting to come to Earth and just kill a bunch of people. And it is still a fun movie, but it's not really. I don't think it's the coolest way to present those those characters. They become like slasher. I was going to ask like that. Those those first two, at least like it's not they're not like. The villains, Mm -mm, no, to your point, like they're the knife that maybe like the villains have used right yes and then they become the villains right like as the series as story right means or anything just right 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 yeah well with all that being said what did you think of this one i liked it i liked it yeah i think this is yeah i think this is really good it's interesting to see hulu having success back to back with this and then with prey yeah, like, and, I, and I just I just wonder if maybe they found found a niche where it's like we've got these there are these properties that kind of not kind of have fallen out of favor in theaters, right? The the Predator mm. series they I think the that what was that one? The one where they go to the pl- Predators was Predators. S, yes did fairly did okay, and then the the Shane Black one was not okay, and that kind of killed that franchise in theaters obviously hellraiser hasn't had a movie in theaters since part four is that what you think mm-hmm. part four yeah and they get really good 
people in like people who may have like a love for the series or kind of like David Gordon Green, I feel like had in the first one probably still does, but there is like a weird, weird drop off from 2018 to the next one. I I don't disagree with that. And I know we already said the last thing about Halloween, but it does almost (laughs) feel like they got like bored with it. And, or, or or with interesting that sure. story of like Michael Myers and they wanted to kind of do some different things and tried to put that Which I'm on board with right like you don't you can do different things with it but I do agree that like he maybe did get well and like it does it feels to me like instead of doing different things with it they did different things <laughs> and put Halloween on in top of, of it, <laughs> into it, slotted it in. Yeah, and, right, and, right. And it just didn't work for me. I appreciate much that. nicer way than I put it in the chat. It's true. Yeah, you're a idiot. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Dan Trachtenberg directed Prey, and then this one is also an interesting director who I didn't realize that I liked as much as I did until I saw his credits. So he directed The Signal, which from 2007, which we haven't seen. I do highly recommend. He did a segment for the first VHS, the one called Amateur Night, which is also, I think, VHS 1 and 2, I think, are fantastic if you haven't seen those. He directed The Ritual from 2017, which was a Netflix movie based on a book that has a really good monster in it. I don't really know how else to describe it. I don't want to give anything <laughs> away. He did The Night House, which was high. I haven't seen that with Rebecca Hall. I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I, I have, I've heard amazing things about it. And now he's doing, he did Hellraiser in 2022 and he is a part of VHS 85, which I, you know, I've liked the VHS movies. I think there's obviously ones that aren't the best. In Such there. is the nature of an anthology movie. That's exactly it. You might get one or two that are stellar, but then you get some other ones that are not. But I will say that those first two VHS movies, I think you get Ty West is in there. I think who's the the guy that did the raid? Gareth Edwards. Gareth. Have you have you ever seen the raid? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh man, raid one and two are some of the best action movies ever made. But that guy's in there. I think that's who that is. I feel like I have a way to look at it and tell me exactly what the guy's name is. Could you imagine if I looked it up while you were talking? <laughs> to save us this pause. Gareth Edwards is the is the director who I was thinking of. But this I is David. I had faith in you. So <laughs> Thank you very much. Try. Which you shouldn't at this point, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but David Bruckner is kind of tasked with making Hellraiser relevant again. And I think he hits a massive home run with this one. Yeah. This is a very competent and what i mean by that is because i feel like everything post four to your mm-hmm. point is like not incompetent but also not really a hellraiser movie they just threw cinnabites into yes. a script where this one you could say it's a reboot or you could just say it, it's just another hellraiser story pretty much i mean i guess the box sort of works in a different way that's true but I don't know who says hell can't change it up. They had a meeting. I <laughs> was like, hey, man, we got to figure this. Shit out. Yeah. And then um, one Cinebites was like, well, I, I have an idea. And the whole like, <laughs> boardroom looks over at him. And he says, like, what if it was like you had to give it six souls and then you got a wish? And, and then like all the guys are like, oh, my gosh, look at and this. Then, Go get me some coffee. And then Leviathan goes, I love it and everyone's like oh me too me too me too this is the kind of thinking outside the box we've been looking for oh i bet they say that all the day (laughs) that's so good you know some guy said it i just picture david bruckner on set being like god fired yeah yeah, get out but leviathan loves it he's kind (laughs) of a funny guy and now uh, they're they're hilarious they are very funny so the wise all the time and I kind of this is kind of reminiscent of the Evil Dead movie, the Evil Dead remake. Sure. Yeah. Where our main character is an addict and the things that she's seeing could be attributed to her either being high or being in withdrawal. Yeah. And your main characters, your the people around her are like, man, this broad is bonkers. Like this is, you know, you're you're not okay and this isn't all right. When in reality, she is right. Which I was like, okay, well, we did just see this, but 
and I say we, I mean you and I, because we, we, we just watch. Yes, yeah, right. we, we just watch those. In a minute for maybe some yeah, other. Right, right. But I think that the the gore is really good. They update it obviously for 2022. I think we can briefly talk about the quote unquote controversy that Pinhead is not Doug Bradley in this one. And when Which, did he when did he stop being Pinhead? The last two. Okay. Okay. Which I think are eight and nine. Okay. In them. And and it's you know it's recast as a woman. The woman's name is Jamie Clayton, who plays. It's interesting that she's not called Pinhead in her credits. She's called the priest. Okay. Yes. You know I love to prepare. You Absolutely. know I like to know what's going on. I didn't watch all the directed video. I haven't seen them all yet, but I did read the Hellbound Heart. Okay. Uh, the novella that the film is based on by Clive Barker. Yes. Now, I've heard all over the place people saying. Well, it's actually more faithful to the source material. Interesting. This, and, and it's interesting. I think things get sort of regurgitated through the Internet until people who have no idea are saying that, you know. So I think it started with saying people saying that, like, I guess the look of Pinhead is more faithful. The, okay. the story is absolutely not. The, the story of the novella is the first movie be like beat for beat. It's exactly the same. Kirsty's in there. Julia's in there. Frank. It starts with Frank opening the box. Okay. Okay. Now Kirsty is Larry's friend and Larry's named Rory in the book. It's not his daughter. It's not his daughter in the, okay. in the book. And that actually took me a long time to f- figure out. Cause I don't really know. She, comes around but she keeps calling him rory and i'm like well that's kind of <laughs> who the fuck is rory and i'm just like why is she showing up all the time it's kind of a weird i i think she like is romantically interested in him but he's married to julia anyway the story is to- completely not more faithful to the to the book okay but people are like oh the look of pinhead actually described with a feminine voice and whatever but like pinhead they I, I think that's a little inaccurate too, because they he they briefly describe some of the Cenobites when they first show up. Okay, and they do say there's one with pins in its head, and it talks like a I think it talks like a little girl. The one before oh that would be super creepy. The one they talk about because people will say oh it, it, you you can't even tell if it's a man or a woman. I think that's the one before it, and then Frank spends the most time talking to a different one that's sitting on a pile of skulls with tongues lined up on its legs. My point is the character Pinhead is just in, not in the, the book. There is one with pins in its head. Sure. But they all share his sort of characterization and that's spread across different people. And uh, so to be any kind of upset is ridiculous and then I think it's almost equally as ridiculous to try and like quote defend it by saying it's more faithful to the book. Cause for one, that's not really what I would call true. And it's also just like, is it? Because <laughs> what if it's not? And that's the thing that gets me with people like that. They're, they're arguing that like, no, it's okay that it's a woman because it's more faithful to the source material. And I just like, don't, maybe it's more okay that it's a woman because it, does not matter and i agree it's fun to change parts up like i think that there are certain characters that even for me right i think that if the if if you as a as a fan are invested in a character sure i think that it is harder to when they cat when they cast someone that's maybe a different gender or race it is a little jarring right and it can Uh, depend i feel like on what it seems like the intent of the the filmmakers is because I do think there's times that they do like stunt casting. That's a little like, Oh, you're trying to appeal to, you know, uh, a more progressive audience in a way. Do you have one that comes to mind when you say that? I would say, I do think that's probably what they're doing with the little mermaid, but I don't, I don't think that one matters. I don't care that one. Well, and again, I always think it's fine. You, yeah, we've said many times that you don't care. I don't give a yeah, you. You remake, you remake, recast, do whatever the fuck. Well, 
yeah, it doesn't matter. There is like some, I guess, cynicism on my end that in a boardroom, someone saying, saying, and we'll get a person of color and it'll be so that their intent isn't necessarily like the the best intent, even if right. the end result is good. And I think it is. I think that is an important thing. But, you know, right. If they if they made a new Nightmare on Elm Street and now they're like. It's not Freddy anymore. <laughs> you know, it's Paulina Kruger. It would it would come off, I think, like, well, but, but that's still OK. To that point, that that story doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can't I mean, like you can do whatever you want to your point. You're absolutely right. But when you're saying that. I mean, you have to change the entire story of Freddy Krueger's background to make totally. that work, which and is it, fine if that's what you want to do. Maybe they have a way to justify it. Yeah. 2010's um, remake shot that franchise in the foot so yeah <laughs> we and, haven't and, had and, one since then and like you're saying i i think like you 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 would have to justify it in that to, to some degree like there are very few women serial killers so that would be right a little bit of a of a stretch that there's this child killer right but maybe there's a way to do it and if it's a cool story it's cool but again if it's like a boardroom who starts from the well, what if? What if Freddie was a was a was a woman and was a millennial and oh god, his hair was cool or, or something like that. that and, cool and again, the thing that that bothers me about that is that it it is like this sort of they're 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 they don't care about it. They want to make the money from it. But again, good things from bad intentions can sure. end up being good things and in the in the case i i do want to stress this because i absolutely don't want to be lumped in with the wrong side <laughs> of little mermaid thing. Sure, right, i right, think right. that is a net gain across the board right i just think they definitely i don't you think I, the high the higher ups did not have the intentions good intentions with that cast they not, have, what i mean by good intentions i mean they didn't have the idea of this character can be whoever she needs to be there. Yes. I think that that was going to be a person of color from the jump and that their intent mainly was attention and yes. And profit. Sure. Uh, and I think that, well, obviously I haven't seen the movie. It's not out yet. Right. Right. But, but that is not to say that that actress is not the best for the role. I think it's going to be, I, you know what? I bet it's going to be fine. It probably will be. It'll be and, just uh, fine. And I think, and I do think, and like I said, I think that the outcome of that is good. I do think there needs to be more representation of of people of color in, in films and in leading roles. Now I'm harping on it too much. I think everybody <laughs> gets what I'm saying. Yes, yes, I'm with you. And kind of all of this to say, Pinhead doesn't matter at all. Not at all. Pinhead doesn't even matter that much to the movie. You could have made a different Cinebite. Sure. Pinhead looks really cool. A person with pins in their head looks cool. I understand why they kept that as an iconic thing, but who it is doesn't matter. And the guys they had, I think it's two different guys in the last two. Okay. He looks dumb. And he he looks dumb because they're trying to be Doug Bradley. They're trying to get sure, 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 sure. How to replace Doug Bradley. And that's a mistake and and if they had a man in this role i think the way to do it would have been to go we need to come up with something different than pinhead yeah but because they have a, a woman and it's a different you know st- sort of facial structure and structure it's a it's like enough to be like okay we're not imitating doug bradley and this looks cool and it's cool yeah i and, and she does look she looks very cool I like the voice modulator mm-hmm. thing she's got going because it does kind of give her voice a little bit of that Doug Bradley sound to it, like the I, warble. I, also think I guess it's mad that people are double upset because it's a trans woman. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. I, it's just that thing of like they would have had no idea, and now and now they're mad. They're mad because it's a trans woman, but from their perspective incorrect perspective that they can't be oh. <laughs> yeah the uh, the people who are so up in arms about this don't know what to do so like their logic because yeah has right right position of like i can't i don't know <laughs> how do i be mad <laughs> how do i be mad 
<laughs> they'll find a way. They, don't, they, don't worry. They'll figure it out. JB Clayton's wonderful. I, she, I, I, I think she's great. I do. Scary. I think she was she was wonderful as well. And and also you're you're right, because like Hell Priest does say some like funny things, but it's not they do the thing that I, I like. Their their things are funny from from a perspective of like they're being sincere and it comes off as funny in the situation. Yeah. They're never like cracking jokes. I can't remember what she says, but there's a couple of times she says things that are like almost like the Cenobites having a misunderstanding of the world and it comes off as kind of funny or they're being like evilly sarcastic about yes. something. And right. It's not like they're saying something and then like turn into each other and be like a good one. Right. She's <laughs> kind of mean and funny. Yeah. So, okay. So you watched enough. Do they throw, they throw back to other Cenobites, right? What's that? Like, so there's the oh, chatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, chatter. Right? Uh huh. There's the 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 gal with like her head like tied to her shoulders, and you got her like throat splayed open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like the one I think they used to call female cinnabite. <laughs> uh, there didn't used to be as many female cinnabites. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the lady with her throat open. So I did have I did have a few problems with their design. Sure. One is that I thought she had way too much skin. Like her throat is open. In a way that oh. if you closed that up, you would have had to like fold the. She's just too much. Uh, yeah, look at the, that's fair. Look at the female Cenobite. Her her she has her throat open, but it's like smaller flaps or whatever. You, would, you mean pinhead? No, I I think it's hold on, female Cenobite. Oh, now now there's too many female Cenobite. <laughs> I can't find the right. Uh, yeah, yeah, go, go, Google up all female Cenobite. You'll see her throat. Her throat's open, but it's. Looks like the right amount of like flesh. Okay, but the one in the in the new movie, it just where did all that skin come from? That's a fair. That's a fair question. And I don't. No, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. I kind of got past the no leather. They're not wearing the leather. The like. No, they're not. That's true. Stuff. That's fine. But a weird complaint. Mm-hmm. They're not like wet enough this is not a gooey movie and, and i always picture these mo- like in my head that these movies are kind of goopy they're like they have open wounds yes but they end up looking almost more like alien flesh sure bloody yeah but whatever i the, the overall designs are very good and they look cool and everybody's mm-hmm. cool. The guy that's just like a face with his head's missing and the chatter looks cool. And you got the uh, one that's all bound up. And oh, the one that was in like a straight jacket, like a straight jacket situation. He looks. Yeah, that was a good that was a good little jump scare. I like. Oh, that. yeah. When they yeah, when he gets cut loose, just um, wish they were goopier. That's all little little goopier, little like in. Obviously, the the first three at least had a lot of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, this one maybe it did and they just it just i'm so used to seeing it as cg that i don't even notice it anymore yeah. but i do kind of miss the practical effects of that so we should just kind of get into it our main character her name is riley played played by odessa zion i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing that and she is i don't even know how to describe she's not down on her luck but she is just kind of she's a recovering addict she's seeing this guy and she really has no direction like in her she's life sort of she's, like rec- she's been in recovery i think she's out of i think you're right like a, a a facility and now she's living with her brother joey is that right is that her brother or trevor colin mm, colin matt? i thought it was matt because they it, screamed okay. and it's my There's, you're right it is matt you're right he's not in the movie that much so that no, he's not further <laughs> down the list yeah right and yeah she's trying to hold it together and i guess she's like living in this apartment for for free it's you know not paying her rent. not paying her rent for sure oh i guess we should say that this movie opens with like a giant orgy like mm-hmm. sex party and we're, we we <laughs> like not enough for us we need is not enough <laughs> yeah, right so we've got this character and who is at this party and he ends up seeing this very attractive woman and she kind of like lures him into this room and we're introduced again to i know him as one of the doctors from er that's how i know this guy he was on er for a while i think he was like the boyfriend of what was that actress's name moira tyranny when she was on er i believe 
And this guy is kind of like this billionaire eccentric dude. And we are introduced to what I don't, do they call it the lament configuration or do they call it something else? Or do they just say it's the box? I don't know. I don't remember. Because at one point they think they refer to it as the, the Leviathan configuration. And I was like, I don't, that's not. The, so it has, right? The deal is that there's a different configurations of the box. Sure. And one of them is. Oh, okay. Leviathan, okay. And that's when it looks like the Leviathan, the like dual pyramid. Yes. Okay. And one is the lament. Maybe they call it. Or maybe I, she, but, maybe, maybe at one point I think Riley actually puts it into the lament configuration. Yes. And they refer yeah, to they it, call it like in the, in the book. They, they, it seems like they mainly call it. What is it? Lemon, lemon shard. What's the dude's name? Lemon, 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 Perfect. One of the best. LaCroix. <laughs> so there's the, the, this guy picks up the box and of course he messes around with it and it cuts him. And this is where we see like, you know, blood get into the box. And is that where this kind of stops is like, the Voight character kind of looks up into the sky and there's a giant light. Yeah, the the dude, the the kind of unnamed dude that opens it gets all chained up. Yeah, um, that's what very Hellraiser style. Right. And this was actually too, I, through a lot of the beginning of the movie. It really set me up to think it wasn't going to be that that gory. Same. He, he gets a chained up sort of in the in the background. You see the chain go in, but then everything sort of happens. Oh, which I actually I thought was kind of cool, right? Like you don't. You're right. You see the chains go in, but then you see him sort of get torn apart yeah. in like a, but you, it's in the background. It's all blurry. You have no idea what's going on. Right. There. And it takes a long time. So it, it, I mean, I was glad it got gorier toward the end because sure. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but horror movies like to like front load their kills, right? Like we you, have talked about it and you're right. You show a crazy one first to sort of set the tone. And this one, it's just interesting that this one sort of doesn't do that because it did have me thinking, I guess this isn't going to be that <laughs> messed up. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that is like a good, it just sort of ramps up more and more and more. Yeah. The movie goes on. I agree. I Yeah, I think, I mean, Halloween ends does that in spectacular fashion mm. with that first kill. You're like, holy. And then, you know, I mean, it's, you know. An hour and a half into the movie. <laughs> no, the first one when they knocks the kid over the railing. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. So then uh, this is the, the, the. I just thought you meant Michael Myers. <laughs> I, not, I, I thought you meant one of his two kills. In the I movie. meant Michael Myers Jr. The, the, you know, 50% of Michael Myers, the actual killer in the movies, kills in the movie. Go ahead. Hey, go ahead. We're, we, that's the last thing we're going to say about Halloween. Yes, that's it. No more. Now we're reintroduced. We're introduced to Riley and Colin and Trevor and Matt and Nora, who are kind of going to be our main characters here on out. So, you know, Colin and Riley are a pseudo couple. Like they are maybe just some friends with benefits. I don't, you know, I think that's kind of what they're described as. And they are doing the biz. And I think this is like part of that really funny real life humor mm -hmm. where they both come walking out and everybody like and they are not really quiet about their right. escapades and they walk out and everybody's like sitting in the living room and it's not a big apartment and colin's like all right i gotta go and she, i like the way she just kind of looks at her brother <laughs> and is like i guess you heard all that honey's like yeah yeah we did <laughs> you better believe it i don't really remember how i watched this like a couple weeks ago riley and colin Colin kind of devises this plan. He is like a mover or like a, uh, not a, like he moves things and mm -hmm. he ends up saying that there is a, there's a big score and we can make a lot of money on this one little thing. And Riley goes along with it. And I do like that. She is this, she's not this perfect character, right? right? She's flawed. She's got her issues and she goes along with it. She's okay with figuring this thing out. And so they, end up breaking into this safe and it turns out that inside the safe there isn't this massive treasure or this money but it's the lament configuration and riley they steal it right and yeah. somehow riley ends up with it on her own Is he right? just gives it to you. she just says 
because I, I think they figure it's not really oh sure, sure, as sure. I'll get it appraised or whatever, but I think they're pretty like disappointed in, in what they find, and it's right. like oh, you can take it if you want. That's right. So Riley takes some pills, and she gets high, and she's sitting on this like merry-go-round thing, and she accidentally triggers the box. She realizes that it's a puzzle, and she accidentally puts it together. At this point, like she has become not a strain, but she's been kicked out of her apartment. Of the I apartment. Her, and, her and Colin do some do some drugging and drinking. I think while right. they're stealing, because she comes back and the, her brother's like, "What is wrong with you?" And yeah. he ends up kicking her out of the apartment because she couldn't stay clean. So the brothers out looking for her ends up seeing what we what could be perceived as a drug induced vision is as soon as Riley gets the box together we see Pinhead mm-hmm. and we see the Cenobites kind of starting to pop up and she there's no we're not told anything as to like the six souls or anything like that and the her brother ends up seeing her which I guess it I mean like <laughs> the brother is which is a Matt is like just walking around and happens to see her so she must not have gotten far I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's just like walking around the neighborhood, her car, right? She couldn't drive. Yes, yeah. she was walking to her car, and then goes to the park next to her. her That's car. right. That's right. He goes out looking for her because he's concerned for a little baby sister. Yeah, which makes sense. So he sees her and he grabs the box, and I think that this is the first time we see the box uh, cut someone. Yeah, he which is a new that is a new thing, right? New elements uh, of the thing that a little blade comes out. And if you get cut, that's how you get sort of <laughs> you, if you get cut, you get cut. You get cut, you get cut. And that's the way it's that works. Size. That's <laughs> the rules. Of the box. <laughs> that's exactly it. So now this kind of becomes a detective story, because at this point, Matt has disappeared. Matt's gone. We don't know where Matt is. And there is like a story where Riley is trying to search the history of this box and who, you know, who owned it and who, where did it come from? How does it tie back to her brother? Does it, was it going to help her find her brother? And she starts having these visions again, which when she's describing it to her friend, well, I, I say friends, but like Colin, Trevor and Nora who I don't really think like at least Trevor, who was Matt's boyfriend and Nora, who was just the other roommate aren't really her friends. They're friends with Matt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're friends with Riley by proxy. Yeah. And Colin obviously is, is who Colin is. And I will say when we get there, there's a pretty good twist. And I'll, I thought so. and I'll say this too. And this is just advice for everyone. If yeah. you're crazy, don't say I'm not crazy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And if you're not crazy, too, don't say I'm not crazy. The thing, a thing that'll make you sound crazy for sure is if yes. you say, I'm not crazy <laughs> in this like hey. hyperventilating kind of voice. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Um, so, yeah, so they they start tracing it back and they end up tracing it back to the woman that we see in the beginning of the movie who lured the young dude to Voight. And even she do they she gets cut, right? They yeah. So it, and that that lady seems to have some reservations about the things she's done. That does she, seem that but do they find her in a in an old folks home or like a uh, the, a sanitarium? Something to that effect. Well yeah, because she's it seems to be in ailing health, but she's not yeah. that old. But I guess whatever. Some sort of care facility. Her and Riley fight over the box because the lady's trying to get it. She's the one, I believe, that put it in storage. Okay. Voight went missing. And they fight over the box. And then the lady gets cut in the scuffle. Yes, that's right. That's right. And she ends up. So I guess she's your second soul Mm -hmm. that gets taken. It's kind of unfortunate that Riley is she's putting all of these it's kind of, it's not hard to root for but like she is putting all of these people like right. in the crosshairs of the cinnabites like all of yeah. these people so trevor who was matt's boyfriend ends up you know getting it and then nora ends up getting it so like all of these people who were in riley's orbit end up unfortunately dying <laughs> which right i think is sort of like what one of their takes like addiction how how oh man that's yes i thought the around same you thing. get so affected that's kind of a brilliant 
and she is obsessed right like with figuring this this out right That's right similar to i gotta tell you you like i thought about that initially and i forgot about it but that idea of the people if you're an addict and i will openly admit that i am an addict so like the the people in your orbit are in the crosshair mm-hmm. right like if you if yeah. you if your addiction kind of gets out of control like yeah the, and the people try to fight for you that nine times nine and a half times out of ten they are end up getting hurt in the same process right. man that's really good that see that adds another level to this movie that i think is really smart mm-hmm. that's really really good so they end up figuring out that they being trevor and riley and nora and colin that they go to this house and this is the house from the very beginning of the movie and they're being chased by the cenobites at this point which i think is a great little plot device where this house is its own box yeah that we didn't realize and they they hit these they hit these switches and it is able to like there's like a configuration that goes over the house that keeps the cenobites out and i was like oh it has sort of whatever you call it like glyphs and patterns that i assume also <laughs> stop their like powers I, I i take it as like it's a barrier later yeah because they get one in they let one get in yeah yeah the the, the, the straight jacket one and you, you can cooler. see through it it's it's yeah 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 exactly what would you call, like um, lattice work type lattice work is kind of kind of yes i would agree it that's looks exactly. more hellish or whatever <laughs> but like they're talking a, to the it's a hell pie cinnabites through it <laughs> but yeah the the dudes he's like your chains can't get me in here right see that's the thing in movies we've talked about this before where like movies i'm not asking him to explain everything but sure. just him saying your chains can't get me in here makes me go okay there's something there's good enough magic. <laughs> it's good enough that's all i needed right because you uh... they're going well they shoot chains can't they just <laughs> shoot one through there i mean they've got little holes just zip yeah, right in there. Through. Oh, they can't. Okay, good enough. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you. Love. Yeah, I, I bet I brought up every episode. I think that you. Thank, thank you for smoking. Yes, that's right. When he says the thing, oh, just say thank. Oh, he does. You're right. We, we invented the thing, <laughs> so you can smoke in space. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Good enough for me. All you need. So, is this where the? T- so okay, so all our characters get into the, kind of the spot we see in the beginning where Vo- where Voight you know, opens the box for the first time. And there is the, there has been, so I think Nora is like running around in the, the catacombs of this house. Yeah. She finds a hidden passage. Gets yeah. Stuck in and there. there's something down there. That was scary. It was scary. It was like, bar- to me, I reminded me a lot of barbarian. Yeah. When we see the mother, not the monster. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. I would have uh, used, I would have, <laughs> you mean, the bad guy yeah where we and then the reveal is is that voight has been in this house the entire time but he's like half a cinnabite or he gets his wish and his wish was that he could have time his his wish and i forget which words line up which with which things right i don't not smart he wishes for like experiences because he it being this billionaire He's experienced every pleasure there is, right? Yes. He, nothing excites him anymore, and he wants even greater experiences. Right. Then what they give him is this contraption that goes through his whole torso, sort it's, of. It's pretty dope. Like, it's vertically. cool. And then it, it, like, winds these threads that i think he describes as like they're pulling on all his nerves okay okay the the implication i got from it is that it wasn't a a trick necessarily it's just like truly what these beings these these cenobites perceive is the correct like what you would want out of more experience I see what you're saying there because that's kind of the thing is like the Cenobites are saying we'll give you exactly what you want but it may not yeah. be exactly what you want like it's not like a monkey's paw in the in the situ in the way of like you're you're getting a trick played on you it's just that you and this these things don't have the same concepts right 
pleasure and pain and what what that means. And I, I, I like that. I like that they're not like bad genies or something. <laughs> they're just these other yes, world correct, correct. beings that don't function the same as humans. And and the idea that like you have never experienced pleasure to this level. Right. And I don't know if you can. You're right. Uh, like this, the pleasure slash pain is yeah. all. I think they're kind of saying that like it's all the same. Right. Right. Yeah. So Nora ends up being taken by Pinhead in a pretty cool, you know, she gets chained up and then Pinhead kind of like pulls one of her pins out and like puts it into her, is it her eye or her, her head? Throat. Her throat. Yeah. And like, I was, oh, that's right. Cause it's, it's going crossways through her and throat. And she's screaming and it's making her scream. Oh, man. Bitch all crazy yeah that i thought i was like dang that's it, like the one of the sounds that has always haunted me is in is it dawn of the dead day of the, day dead. Of the dead the guy's screaming and like his oh. when his voice box it is day of the dead because it's it, one of the army guys getting his head torn Joe off God. oh my no 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 not is even not there's, him, no there's another guy that like when they're they're pulling his head off. i know they pull his head off i know exactly and, like he's screaming about. and like his voice box gets higher as it gets as it gets torn apart yeah to this day i can still hear it like that yeah choke on him is also a good uh, choke on him that is so good that's a fan that's a great movie maybe we'll see maybe we'll get there maybe binge movies beat us to it so this is the reveal that colin has been in on this the entire time yes is that he was hired by voight to find someone to give this box to to bring the Cinnabites back and Colin zeroed in on Riley because she was an easy target. Now I'm all in. I get the twist. I'm fine. I feel like if you went through this movie knowing the twist and really scrutinized it, sure. It don't make no sense. Not really. I mean, you could, you could say that Colin is, I mean, he's using her for sex. Sure. And he's getting, paid i saw someone say like why couldn't if you just made colin like a relative of voice or something instead of like this i i I think come from how did he i thought i took him as like one of the guys from the party yeah but we never now i'm again i'm i'm halloween ends ending it right now where i'm right i'm writing their story for them it seems like in the situation voight was in with a big metal contraption through his chest yes how did he meet or re contact somebody and correct <laughs> how is he paying them where's the i mean i guess when you're a billionaire you can do whatever you want do whatever you want and yeah nobody knows i mean yeah because i'm nobody's gonna stop you we i'm thinking of Matt, there's there's two of- billionaires in the world right now that just flew to space because right. they could you know because I, 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 yeah right i'm sitting here going like if i took money out of my Bank of America account, people would know about it. It's like billionaires <laughs> have different ways of. It's a different world out there that uh, you and I, who live like blue collar men, have yeah, no idea. Yeah, but it it does seem a little thin. I I don't know. I guess I can I can I can deal with it, right? Like I can see the billionaire, sure. eccentric uh, billionaire. You know, maybe he's had a this- guy. He's been paying. Since the kid was born, and he's just like, and when I call upon you, yeah, right, right, he's gonna godfather it. Like, yeah, you won't know. I may not call you tomorrow, but when I do, right. I'm gonna need a favor. And then it's like, yeah, and get the call. I'm like, dude, I got this big hunk of metal through my chest. <laughs> I need some help. I need you to kill. Like, uh, this is the part that I can't remember. So we lose Nora, we lose Trevor, we lose Matt, we lose the woman in the beginning. The the so that's four right. So we do find out that basically what what Matt said, our my Matt, not Matt from the movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, says that that they need five souls, six souls. I thought it was six. Okay, maybe it is, but it doesn't. I think it's five only because because there's one away. Five. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's only five, and they get. It, I think it is five. Be, no, I don't. It doesn't matter. Basically, man, Riley. Man, outs- man is five and the devil is six. Oh, no. You know what? It is I'm six because I, they count the one Cinnabite as one. That's right. They kill They kill the straight jacket Cinnabite as one of them. They killed 
Joe, they kill the chatterer. Oh, because he's trying to get him through the fence. Oh, I guess they, I thought that. I guess I thought that was the straitjacket one. That that's that they get stuck in the they get stuck in the door. It's not him. They don't kill him. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Which is interesting, and also that that that's how they come to a big showdown because they're like they're going to bring that one in to kill that one because they yes. realize you can sacrifice them. Right. And then that doesn't work out. They end up cutting Colin with it because that guy. Colin, right? Yeah. And Colin is armless at this point, which I thought was also a very cool effect, right? Like he gets his arm kind of ripped off. Wait a second. Who are we talking about? Who's Colin? Doesn't the, the, the guy that Voight hired, doesn't he get his arm like doesn't he oh, have like stuff wrapped? I'm sorry. Who's the who's Matt's boyfriend? Trevor. That's Trevor. Yeah. He get he's the one that gets cut by Voight. Yes. And at that point, even Colin is like, you could have just killed the <laughs> Cenobite. Right. Like right, Colin's right. like a bad dude, but he's not like the worst dude. Bingo. Like once he realized you can kill these monsters, he's like, well, let's just do that and not kill people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but that is interesting that you can do that. And I I also sort of interesting that they don't explore that more. Maybe they will. Uh, maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. So Riley ends up they give Riley a choice here. They can that Riley can accept the the gift of the Cenobites and she gets her brother back that, I mean, let's be honest, is not her brother. Right. But I will say that's an, I think if you're a fan of this series, it's a pretty good little fan service moment where we see her brother as like the skinless goopy thing. Yeah. That looks like the, the, the boyfriend in one. Yes. Very Frank. I was like, Frank, Frank thank you, Frank. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that, that seems just fan servicey enough. Uh-huh. That I liked that. And so she says, no, I won't accept it. And the Cenobites are pissed. Uh, she trades, I think, it, at this point, right, is where she trades Voight. Colin for Trevor. Yeah, because they both kind of leave. No, I think, doesn't, doesn't, don't they all die? No, Does she well, walk out with, she walks out with Trevor? Yeah, Trevor's all like, they, they get him in those almost, what do you call it? Like, it's like wire. Yes. Wrap them all up. Yes. Spread out, you know, and then she's like, can I can I flip can someone I have else? Him and, okay. and they agree. And then she says, take Colin. Okay. Colin. And they were like, okay. I feel like their name should be switched. I don't know. <laughs> Trevor seems like a more mean guy name. That's fair. That's a good. Were you bullied by a Trevor? Is that what just happened? Is that some. I don't want to. Okay. No, no, no. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. And, and that's kind of how this one ends is they release the, the house opens up and the Cenobites kind of leave. But there is kind of a post credit sequence where Voight gets what he wants and he ends up losing the this this contraption uh that's attached to him and the cinnabites take him and I, I am assuming turn him into a new cinnabite seems like it that's definitely yeah. like they 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 fillet him and i'm not even like joking like they they cut all of his skin off and we do get this is the other part of fan service is pinhead said i think she says like all the small things and truth, she does truth, and then it truth ends, care and truth yeah and kind of like a, a DreamWorks style movie animated <laughs> film it does end with a big all the cinnabites come back all the people and that's right that's right number to all the small things all the what does she say what's the line like oh the sights you will see we have such sights to show you that's what it is yes thank you and that's kind of i was like okay two like the fans right. I, I like that where it's not hammered in there. Yeah. Right? We we didn't get a character named Christy. We didn't get anything like that. You get these Who's two Christy. Little... Chrissy? Christy. Oh, Kirsty. Kirsty. Oh, thank you. you. Sorry. Like, I'm so, sorry. This is what I, I, I this is what I meant when I said it's a blind spot. Uh, Kirsty. There's no there's no character, you know, like Riley is Riley. She's not a Kirsty allegory or right. adjacent. But you do get these two bits of fan service at the very end. That I was like, all right. Yeah. I like that. I dig that. Oh, I thought it was cool, too, that Voight's whole deal is just to get an audience with the Cenobites again. To Yeah. You know, like, he's not... Because for a second, I was like, well, why is he going to get another wish? That doesn't make sense. Riley gets the wish. and and But it is like that. He's just... He just tries to trap them 
Yes. To make him take back the gift they gave him. Correct. He's trying to get them. The reason he gave Colin the box to get Riley there or to get the Cenobites there is because he wants to give them this wish back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of a neat. I don't know why he thought it would work, but I guess it did. So <laughs> sort of good for I mean, him. He got a different wish. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, yeah. He got to try two of them. That's, cool. that's true. Yeah. I, so I think this is as far as like the reboots, I, I would say if you're going to consider this a reboot, I would put it up there as one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fantastic take on these characters. It's a, I think it's a pretty brilliant reimagining of every, of this world. It's a shame that it didn't go to theaters, but I'm kind of glad that it didn't only because this opens the door for more of these. It's probably the only way, right? That we were going to get another. The only way. Yeah. Uh, I I totally agree with you. Give who needs to find the nightmare on Elm Street? Like try to try to do that. And I I do think too, if this had gone to theaters, if it went through like a more traditional studio route, yeah, it would have been less risk. Like it probably would have been more of a a direct remake. Sure, sure, um, sure, and less of a new thing. Although, I mean, that does seem. Did you see the Wrong Turn remake? Oh boy. Which is not, I mean, it's just not a remake. It's not wrong turn. No. At all. Uh, I, I think that would, I appreciate them trying to change that. St- that that series went down a path <laughs> was yeah. just insane. But I did like it. I thought it was okay. I need to rewatch it, but I was not a, and don't look, I think post everything after wrong turn two is trash. Sure. Is just the most abysmal. Yeah. But, it, like, but it's it, like hatchet. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would. I, yeah, but like, but that 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 goes too far, right? Yeah, in a, in a direction that's just like, well, this isn't wrong. This is just a different movie. Like, sure, put the wrong turn <laughs> name on, right? But I guess I still maybe applaud that more than just a, a direct remake of the first movie. Maybe I think when it comes to if you're going to remake something. You need to, it's stupid to just redo it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Eat for like, beat, right? Like evil, evil Dead, the Hell, Hellraiser. Those are kind of the only two that I could think of that reinvent the wheel, sort of. The, they, the, take, they take, they yeah. take, they take the bones of what the original one was and then do their own thing. Texas Chainsaw Massacre didn't really change anything. Friday the mm-hmm. 13th did not change anything. They, um, they smashed several movies <laughs> into one. That's true. The Halloween remake, both not. Well, I guess the there's only one remake. The Rob Zombie one does yeah. do something a little different, but not totally. And I, and I think what you get in a lot of those is like it. They do this thing where it's like, OK, 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 it's Halloween. But right. And that's never it's it seems less good than I just being like you. we're going to take sort of the theme some of the visuals and write just a new story with those elements mm-hmm. instead of being like what if there, there's a subplot where maybe freddie didn't do it i don't even mind the subplot that freddie didn't do it i wish he didn't do it i think i agree with you if best you way me- Yes. If, but, if that remake had doubled down on him being innocent, yeah. the problem with that is, though, is then you make your your killer of that movie the good guy. But that's what's so good. But, well, <laughs> and also, he is killing innocent people. He's getting that's fair. That's on fair. those parents. So he's still bad. Yeah, that's okay. His his reasons are are more sympathetic. And I think that's very cool. We're doing Nightmare on Elm Street next, aren't we? I would, dude. I would love to. <laughs> I think I, would love to. I think we might. I keep waiting for Scream Factory. I have the the Friday the Thirteenth box set and the Halloween yeah. box set. I keep waiting for that that Nightmare box set, but I don't know. Yeah. What I'm it's coming anytime soon. But Kevin's mad at us. Kevin says we're doing too many <laughs> horror movies. Too many horror movies. Kevin's getting scared. <laughs> getting a little spooked out. Yes, I highly recommend this. Go find it on Hulu. Everybody's got Hulu at this point. It's it's absolutely worth your time. Support these guys. Go actually go check out the part that does suck is that David Goyer is listed as a co-writer on this, and that guy is the f- <laughs> 
I hate David Goyer so much. But David Bruckner, go check out the other David Bruckner's other movies. The like I said, the segments in VHS, Southbound, which is also the guys that did the new Scream movie, the Radio Silent guys, also did like a kind of VHS style segmented movie called Southbound. And and David Bruckner did the segment called The Accident in that. The Ritual also is fantastic. Go read the book. I don't normally recommend that, but I did read the book, so you have to read it too. And The Night House. You know where to find us. We're not we don't need to go all over that stuff. Matt, you you actually have a new single coming out. Or out. It's out. I do. It's called Waste of Time. It's good. It's on all the things. I like it. Thank you. I, I pre-saved it. Oh, time. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to do something. I don't, I don't know. know. But you people, told me to do it and I did. It's, it's very very much like when people say rate and, and review a really <laughs> helps out the show. I've never <laughs> Dean what that does. Matt is a very talented musician, so go check that out on Spotify and all that good stuff. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's gonna ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.